Welcome back to another episode of the Roll Blob Podcast presented by The Broken Anchor, the podcast for people who don't know where Tulsa is. And we don't know where Cap is, but we know where we are. Andy is coming to you live, well, at the moment live, but pre-recorded from the dump truck room. Andy, how you doing, bud? <laughs> I love the live pre-recorded. Like, live to us, not live to you. But Exactly. We don't have the burden of julie breathing down our necks so it's kind of liberating but we do miss our good old buddy cap and we do miss the snarky comments julie makes uh, cap decided to take the night off because he's too good for us he i think he I'm, I'm beginning to think he's contract negotiating with someone else so i think there might be tampering tampering going on but we'll find out later on once we get more scoops we're definitely gonna have to look into that i think there definitely could be some foul play here and I think Joe is really going to have to crack down and see what's going on with, with Kat. And, I mean, a possible lawsuit because that might be breaking the contract. But, you know, we made it clear that we're bag chasers anyway. Exactly. So I think that you, you know what you're getting into. But other than that, I think we got a pretty good show for you guys, even though we did receive more bad news today. We'll get a little bit into that. and But for the most of it, just go to Musketeer Report. You'll find most you'll you'll find the rest there. But we got refs taking over games. We got the Reds doing stuff. Um, and, of course, the legend himself, Marcus fucking Walters, did something this week. Uh, um, and Xavier is tournament eligible. So some positives came out. But ready to get into it? Let's get it. Let's just play the intro. All right, Andy. So this is a post-victory podcast in a way. We were up so high looking down at the sky. Xavier was coming off a win over Butler. First game in three weeks. It felt like three years. And then cancellations or postponements, I should say. But what will probably end up being cancellations. Likely cancellations. I mean, I'm kind of hoping we don't make any of these up because looking at our schedule, when we have DePaul, then we got we got Georgetown. I think our toughest game we got Creighton at home. That's the toughest game. We we, we do have Providence coming up and um, another game against Marquette. So those are probably tough ones. But the schedule is very favorable for us if we eventually get to play. Yeah, that's definitely a good thing. Getting that thirteenth game in, and you know maybe it's strategic. Right now we don't have to play Nova. Like, I think there might be a mastermind behind this. I think Steele might be ahead of the game to where, you know, he's keeping the players far away from COVID, but keeping it within the program. So Yeah, and, I mean, you know firsthand, you are temporarily immune, correct? Yes, 90 days after you yeah, test positive, so after you recover from it. I'm no mathematician, but in 90 days from now, it'll be well past March. Yeah. So it'll be so far, well, so far past that John Rossine will be sleeping. 
allegedly. <laughs> but if everybody already has COVID and then are immune for 90 days, come tournament time, I mean, it might come down to who has the most uh, negative cases. <laughs> you picking just, up what I'm putting down? And then if, if we have zero negative case, we are fully ready to go. We'll have a week or two to get prepared for the Big East tournament. And we're already eligible. Why not go um, get the go make a Big East tournament championship appearance and solidify ourselves as a six or seven seed? I like that thinking. Yeah, I'm fine with it. And that does actually bring up a question I wanted to ask you, Andy. Would you rather win the Big East tournament and be eliminated in the round of 64 or not win the Big East tournament but make a sweet 16? Man, that is such a tough question. Hmm, let me think. What do people enjoy more, conference tournament wins or NCAA tournament wins? I think I'll choose success in the NCAA tournament because you know who gets made fun of? People who flake out early in the NCAA tournament. Early exiters? Early exiters get made fun of a lot. What do we talk about all the time? Making that second weekend. That's how you solidify. You know, you had a great season. You had didn't let yourselves down. That's a really good season if you make the second weekend. Winning the Big East tournament, no one's going to remember that in two years. Like, outside of the team that won it, no one is going to remember that. I cannot tell you who won the Big East tournament two years ago, unless it was Nova. Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? I will just never understand that thinking that the Big East tournament is more important than NCAA tournament wins. You know, they used to say that kind of back in the uh, the middle Big East. I remember them saying that back when the tournament was on ESPN and you had like Syracuse and West Virginia and all those teams in it and whatnot. But I remember announcers and stuff saying like, oh, if you win the Big East tournament, you're good enough to win the NCAA tournament. It's like, yeah, maybe, but one is really, really important and puts banners in the rafters. The other one is like, okay, cool get a t-shirt <laughs> you gotta tell you i get one, one of those from my rec tournaments and like <laughs> and yeah winning the big Tournament, it's a great accomplishment it, it would be fun i want to do it someday but if god told me that you know xavier can choose to either win a big east tournament and never make the sweet 16 again or be guaranteed to make the sweet 16 and never win a big east tournament, i will choose the sweet 16 every single time 100%. And I feel like it's just maybe the fan bases try to justify, like, yeah, we didn't do good in the real tournament, but hey, we won our conference. The same thing actually happened since I'm an Ohio State fan. This is an easy reference. Back in 2016, Penn State won the Big Ten in football, but Ohio State was the team that made the playoff. And Penn State's like, yeah, well, we, we won the Big Ten, though. It's like, okay. <laughs> Who cares? We didn't have a chance to play for a national title. We right. did. You like you won the Big Ten, and then that was as far as they let you go. They they cut you off right there. Like, all right, you're done. You have no room exactly. to advance. Exactly. Like and but, it, it's fun. It's a great. It, it's like being ranked. It's fun. It's cool. But if you're not, then oh well, move on. Exactly. And speaking of fun, beating Butler's fun. So what do you think of the game, Andy? It's always good to go into uh, Hinkle, sometimes Sprinkle, and uh, get the win. I mean, 
I'll take any win we can get. And especially after a three-week rest, I was kind of concerned. Are they going to be rusty? Are things just not going to be clicking? But overall, what do you think? And I, I was one of the – I was trying to prepare myself for a very ugly rock fight. Even though we're not going to try to make it a rock fight, we're still going to try to play our game, which is move the ball, um, get good open shots whether from three or two. Um, but I was prepared to you know, miss shots, and we didn't. And that was really beautiful to see because, I mean, I mean, Nate Johnson, Adam Conkle both got off the hot starts. Paul Scruggs decided that he's the king of Indy this year. And for and hopefully he carries that playing in his hometown. There's just something about – I feel like there's just something about our Indy guys when they're playing in Indy that it just it just turns them to a different animal. I, I saw the mean mug Scruggs, and I'm like, all right, we got this. It was, it oh, was yeah. early on too. Like this is, this is going to be easy. It just has that look in his eye and uh, Xavier, if I'm not mistaken, shot over 50% from the floor. So they were using the make shots offense that we talk about so much. They, they did. And I'm very glad that they elected to, they, they chose that route. Cause I think about that St. John's game all the time. And that was so stressful. And anything like that was a point where, you know, if we're down three at any point, it's a two possession game. Like the other night, it was like, you know, if we're down nine with a minute left, I feel like we can, I, I can feel like the way we're hitting, I feel like we, we're still in this game. Whereas against St. John's, yeah. we were down nine with four minutes left. Like we're fucked. Yeah. Putting up bricks. It was really nice. Like to see a guy like Adam Kunkel, who it, it, it seemed like he was going a year without making a three. I, I feel like he didn't hit a three for like six games and he still found his way into the starting lineup and found a way to contribute in more in multiple ways without being what he's known to do best, which is shoot. And then he decided, you know, it's time to shoot again. He was three for three from deep and, you know, six for nine from the floor to nice. go for 15 points. So it was great to see him back in rhythm and, so it's it just, I think he, I think he's earned, earned himself some starting, like the start, a starting spot until at least Colby is back. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's good to see our guy, uh, turtle man, Nate Johnson now leading the entire country in three point percentage. How about that? After the last two years, the leaderboard and an X logo by it. Like I know, I know right under it's like Hampton and Drake, which, like that, you still got to to shoot around fifty percent from three from in any league, is is great. Like that is that's elite. You're a hell of a shooter at that point. Mm-hmm. To see to be shooting fifty two percent from three in the Big East because there's some good defenses in the Big East. I mean, um, and and we he even shot like crazy against Oklahoma, who they've shown they they've shown that they can defend. They just make the right plays on defense, and he was just on fire from them. And he's hitting tough shots with hand, hands in his face. It is just incredible that he's shooting 52% from three. And we're coming off two seasons where our leading, leading three-point shooter shot like 32%. Yeah, it, it's definitely refreshing to see. The best part of it, do you know how many three-pointers he has attempted this year by any chance? Based on what podcast we're on right now, I'm going to guess 69 yeah, you're correct. 69. He's 36 of 69. And I think that's pretty cool, too, because if 
someone's leading in three points, you're 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 gonna think he's putting up shots left and right. But I mean, there's players in the top ten with well over almost double what he's attempted. So I mean, he's not he's not taking bad shots. Like he's just a good shooter making good shots. And he's ta- he's making he's taking the right shots. So he's like when when he shoots, it's he's at least got a good shot. He's not forcing up bad shots like we've seen we've seen in the past. Like when he, I always I always like to tell my my players like you know sometimes you got to pass up a good shot for a great shot. Him shooting, especially in rhythm, is a great shot. Mm-hmm. And and he knows that there was one time I mean he he knows that he had the hot hand and he took a contested three off the catch instead of um, passing it to Kiki who was a little more open but he recognized that. He had the he had the open shot. He had the hot hand, and he drained it. It was awesome to see. Definitely seems to be playing in rhythm. Kiki, I I was kind of expecting him to get a little bit more playing time. I think he had like five minutes or something like that. So I know there's still a lot of question marks there. I don't want to get too deep into that, but hopefully he can see some significant playing time. I'm a big Kiki Tandy fan. I just Damn, I always have been. So if, once you see 24 hitting threes again, I think that'll just – that'll be amazing. They're like The world feels right when 24 in a Xavier uniform is hitting threes. When Kiki Tandy is making shots and electrifying the offense, the world seems right. But as far as, like, the last like, – I was a little shocked at how few minutes um, Kiki got. I was a little shocked Deontay didn't get any time, especially with all the comments that are made throughout the week. But then I thought, like, really nobody on the bench got significant minutes. And after such a long shutdown, I feel like Steele was just trying to get the starters, like the real, the true rotation players, back in rhythm, playing with each yeah. other and as much time on the floor together as possible. I mean, Brian Griffin, who has shown to be a, a legitimate contributor to this team and a guy that we – like, he's going to have to put the team on his back a few times. He got four minutes. Fremantle, who was mm-hmm. struggling, got 36, and we still pulled out the yeah. win. So I think Steele saw that as an opportunity. I mean, I, Butler is an inferior opponent, even though they were somehow favored. So yeah, I, I don't get that made. at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I didn't bet on it, but seeing that Butler was favored, I don't see how, even with Xavier being off for 18, 19 days, whatever it was, I don't see how Butler in any – universe would be favored over Xavier it just doesn't make any sense Vegas really missed on that one they were just giving away money exactly anybody you saw that just mashed that Xavier plus one yeah yeah definitely and then Jason Carter also I want to mention real quick he had five rebounds and two assists two points see where I'm going with this number two and he had. I mean, are are the were the deuces wild in Carter's world? I think so. I think it's per source. <laughs> like, um, who would this source be? Uh, his name is Marcus Walters with a K. So obviously, he comes out with a tweet on Friday night, I believe it was, as Xavier was leaving to go to Indianapolis. Of course, they travel via bus because it's a two-hour bus trip. And apparently forgot Jason Carter, who was allegedly in the bathroom while everyone was getting on the bus. And, you know, 
Jason Carter, he seems like, you know, not like that outgoing, maybe, maybe he's a little soft-spoken. I don't know. So, I mean, I just would love to know what happened on the bus when they said, oh, wait, Jason Carter's not here. Because, like, he's not, like, he's probably not the most energetic and out-there guy. Um, I'm, he's no Andy. Uh, no, definitely not. Definitely does not have severe ADHD like I do. Everybody knows when I'm there or not there. Um, not not really the case for Jason. So I just really want to know, like, who had the epiphany? Like, and, yeah. uh, and what that one like. So maybe... Maybe when I um, cross steel at the at the at the Kroger's next time, I'll ask him like, what what was the vibe like when they realized that Jason was gone? And really, when he got on the bus, like, how was he able to stay focused? After because I'm sure after that story dropped, the embar- like the embarrassment of everybody knowing that very true story about him is because no one like does. Do people do you want to know when do you want people to know when you're taking a shit? Like, no. No, that's that's embarrassing. You really get all red in the face, and then now the whole world knows it because you know Marcus goes viral. Like whatever Marcus says, like that's that's gonna right. blow up. So I mean, it's just, just like, like... <laughs> nice per source. It's just like Shams. Whenever he tweets anything, you just see the retweets and everything go up. Whenever Marcus tweets anything, like it's it's blowing up fast, and so Jason knows that new that news is getting out there. And so I'm just I'm just really proud that he was able to stay focused and play as well of a game as he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just being able to recover from that, seeing it all over Twitter and stuff like that is I mean, that really just speaks volumes of what kind of character he is. I mean, he's got his head on straight and everything like that. But I mean, the team obviously on the bus had to regroup after realizing that Jason was not there, just like you and I. Right now we have to realize that our Jason is not here. So we have to step up. We have to be the leaders and we have to keep the blob rolling. And like sometimes like that kind of throws you off your routine. Like, you know, you did the intro today. That might throw us off our routine. We had to make the adjustments just like the Xavier Musketeers. So I think that's a really, really good comparison. And I think that moves us up as a podcast to like, you know, a six seed, just like Xavier. Yeah. And we probably were a nine seed prior, I would say. Yeah. So we, we we're somewhere between that six and nine range. I yeah. That's fair to yeah, say, I, but off the bubble. I think that's, oh yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not bubble buddies anymore. We have <laughs> cemented our spot as Jason's over there contract negotiating and breaking contracts you can break anchors but you can't break contracts <laughs> speaking of contracts the reds finally inked one up today and we, it was a big one and we since cap is not here we can actually talk about the wonderful world of baseball because you know coop and i actually enjoy more than one sport <laughs> we, we we're very well rounded in our sports fandom so we're big reds fans and big sad Reds fans as they as we just sit there and see, you know, like Nolan Arenado come to our division and he, it looks like he's here to stay. So fuck me there. But, you know, the Reds did make up for it because we have Sean Doolittle. Doolittle, do late. Is Doolittle Gregorius going to be a Red? No. Is Lindor? No. Are they going to do anything at all exciting or noteworthy? No. But 
We have Doolittle. We have we have the guy that's gonna come in in the ninth inning every fifth day when we finally have a lead in the ninth inning and shut those motherfuckers down. Now the Amen. other eight innings and you know the whole hitting part where you know we were the worst offense in the league last year. That hasn't been improved. No, we even have our hitting coach back. It actually got worse because we are sitting here with our starting shortstop being Kyle Farmer, which he's not built like a shortstop. If anyone listening has any knowledge of baseball whatsoever, I mean, think of shortstops. You think of like Derek Jeter, just type in Kyle Farmer to Google images and he doesn't look like a shortstop. He does look like a farm boy, though. He does. Like, that is the perfect name for him, Kyle Farmer. And Cincinnati's the perfect place for him to play. Played with the Dodgers before, right? He did. And he was like, he was just this utility guy, which I love Kyle Farmer. He's a, he actually played a few. Yeah, too. He played a little bit of shortstop last year, did a hell of a job. He was one of our better middle infielders defensively. And he plays a good shortstop. But if he is your starting shortstop, and your starting short, starting shortstop, shortstop <laughs> can't get the deuces off the brain. <laughs> If he's your starting shortstop from a hitting aspect, like you're not getting much at all. And we were a team that really got held back by the bats last year. We got, we already have Tucker Barnhart, who is not a good hitter. So there's a handicap there. And then we have, and then we have Joey Votto has been a, a good on base guy, but does not hit with much pop anymore. So, and he still bangs. That, he, you know, maybe in 2021, we can put to rest the tweets, Votto still bangs after every home run he hits. Like, yeah, he's a major league baseball player. He's going to hit home runs. Just because he hits one home run every three weeks, we don't have to go crazy about it. Like, it's, it's not so a much surprise. fun. It, it's fun, but, like, I don't know. It, it's just tough. Because half the fan base praises Joey Votto and he can do no wrong and he's the best thing to happen to the franchise, which I think he is. He deserves to be mentioned in one of as one of the best Reds of all time. But the other half of the fan base just despises him because he was he makes so much money and his stats aren't that great anymore. But of course they're not going to be like he's he's getting up there in age and whenever that contract extension was signed he's coming off of an MVP year. Like he deserved all that money. Like in comparison, like he's, he has been a good get for the Reds. Right. And like, it's not his fault that you know, for five of his, uh, five of his years in his career, we had the worst pitching in the league and we were, we were in rebuild mode and he stuck through that rebuild. Like it, blame the front office. Don't blame Joey Votto for the, for the fact that we don't, that he doesn't have a world series ring. And I mean, all these people bitching about, him making not their money like they don't have to pay him anything why are they complaining about his about the money he makes i'm sure as hell i'm they sure as hell were not complaining when he was having an mvp season nearly won a triple crown while making five hundred twenty five thousand dollars. i know you were complaining there no i don't want to hear you bitch about stats not matching money right now and if you can take yourself back to when he signed that contract extension I remember being so excited as a Reds fan, just thinking, yeah, Joey Votto is going to be here for the rest of his career. Like, he's not going anywhere because at the time, I mean, you had you had Albert Pulos and 
St. Louis. He had Ryan Braun in Milwaukee. Uh, Prince Fielder was still there for a little bit. But, I mean, you had these NL Central first basemen that were just raking it. And then you had Joey Votto. And it's like our version of that, like an MVP player, superstar in the making. And, and you know, anytime that happens, you're like, okay, well, you know, he's a free agent see away from going somewhere and playing for the Dodgers or the Yankees or whatever and to have him stay in Cincinnati was just like a, a great feeling it'd be like I don't know if Joe Burrow turns out to be like the next tier of quarterback like Brady or Breeze has been if he stays in Cincinnati his whole career like it's it's that same type of like excitement right and th- this guy because we're very much a small market and we don't really get those big name guys very often we have to find ways to win in different ways and find a way to build championship caliber caliber teams like through trades the draft and although we haven't been successful at it when a superstar type player stays here for a long term it feels it just feels really good like yeah when aj green came back and uh, signed his extension when joe mixon signed his extension for the red and for the Bengals, that felt that just felt awesome. Like this, one of the top backs in the league is he wants to stay here. One of the a top five receiver in the league wants to stay here. And, and then we'll, we'll feel the same way when Steele signs his 25 year extension. Exactly. And by the end of that extension, I mean, he'll be dropping like, I don't know, 50 racks at Dana's. <laughs> I, I think I did get confirmation that, Travis Steele is choosing the he's not he's choosing the one thousand per win. So next time we beat Cincinnati, it'll be okay. three thousand. I think we did get confirmation on that. I do have okay, so, I do have inside sense. sources. For once, so you can source? actually re, you can actually rely on my source this time. Yeah, it's not the NBA draft source. No, it is not. No, I fired him. Speaking of fired. I know you're pretty fired up about a certain situation that happened with the Texas Longhorns men's basketball team. And, and like, this isn't even like, because I gambled any, uh, at, at any point in this game, I did not touch this game when I looked at my gambling sheet, but refs need to stay out of the game. Stop affecting the game. Shit talking needs to be part of, part of basketball. We need to normalize it. Teeing someone up for like, for baptizing an opponent like literally did not even have any thought for this dude's life and dunked right over him. and all he didn't really even say anything he really just stared him down for like two seconds and then then he got teed up for it and now Baylor's on the line in a five-point game I just that is like he didn't say anything about his family didn't belittle him at all he embarrassed him on the court and then stared at him for a little bit what's wrong with that ref I mean, you deserve to kind of be a little bit embarrassed, right? After getting dunked on or something like that, like, it's just expected. What are you supposed to do? Have, like, an incredible dunk and then, like, do a golf clap and yeah, then just walk away. The court? Yeah, shrug your shoulders like Joey Bosa does and <laughs> walk away. Like, we want players to show their emotion and play with their personality. It makes the sport more exciting. We want that all across all sports. Like, you know, Fernando Tatis in baseball, who yeah. they will be 21, the show cover, is him bad flipping, and I just love that. What a statement. Let to the kids, kids play. play. I, yeah. love, I love that phrase. And then 
So like we want that in sports. We want that kind of we people eat the NFL dances up. Like they love that. It makes the sport more exciting when people celebrate. Don't take that away. It's not taunting. If they if if a Division One basketball player cannot handle being stared at or shit talked, they do not belong in sports. Shit talking is part of sports. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, I mean, what are sports? Sports are entertainment, right? Like people go home after work, turn on the TV and watch sports. And I mean, even like you and I, if we're watching a game and it's not our team, we're not just watching it to watch it. We're watching it to be entertained because we like it. Right. So the whole purpose, yeah, like the whole purpose is for it to be as entertaining as possible. That's why they hire the the announcers that's why they have everything like the whole it's like a production it's supposed to be entertaining and then whenever referees decide no we can't have that really in any sport it just takes away a lot of the fun it just all the wind comes out of the sails just takes it down a notch when it doesn't have to yeah like the because i mean the game was at texas too so the the like i love when fans erupt I, I typically mm-hmm. root for the home teams because it's really fun when the fans just really get into it. And a technical foul after all, it just deflates everybody, the entire emotion of the game. And you, when I watch basketball, I want to forget the refs are there. Yeah, I want you to keep the game under control and call the correct fouls, but don't make it about yourselves. Like, if – if a Baylor, if if the Baylor player were to get up and start fighting him, then that just shows how weak-minded the Baylor player is. Like, you don't belong in sports if if that's going to offend you. Speaking of refs, Andy, I do want to bring up the one time I think this was a mailbag question we had. Oh my like god, a couple, we're not even going to bring this months ago. No, no, I, I want this. I want to hear it again. What was it? What was said to the referee by yourself? in a game you got mad at a call and what did you tell him or her so it was it was a him uh so i wanted to um so full disclosure i had anger issues when i was 18 i would blow up pretty easily it was big part it was big, big part of getting my adhd under control um we got we lost on a buzzer beater from half from about three from like the volleyball line just in front of half court. And after the, after the guy that got the assist took four steps right in front of the ref. So I wanted to make a pun that um, he was blind, but I also wanted to wring his fucking neck. So Mm -hmm. I told him I was going to take his, uh, go grab his blind stick and then hit him with it. You know, I remembered the story. I just wanted to hear you say it again. It's so like it, it's I, making I wish... me cringe. And like after the day after we like that we had that mailbag question, I literally edited the podcast and just sat there, just in disbelief at myself. Something that happened seven years ago. Well, I'm glad I could trigger that memory once again, and I wish that everyone could that's listening to this could just see. You explain this story, your facial reaction, you, the hands were on the face, he was shaking his head, his <laughs> eyes were closed. I mean, you could tell he was cringing just while telling the story. It's so embarrassing because it was so stupid. And the fact that the comment didn't even make sense. 
Like it was I don't, so I don't, fucking dumb. I don't know how that referee slept that night. I don't. I, he probably just he probably checked all closet doors. Uh, checked under his bed. Made sure he uh, had his um, blind stick in 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 plain sight so he can always see it. <laughs> Made sure it wasn't it wasn't stolen. <laughs> So I, I I really want to reach out to find out who it was and reach out to him and see see if he was traumatized or if he even heard it. Would you issue an apology though? I would absolutely, because no one deserves their blind state. He needed that, or else he wouldn't be able to walk. He would, he would just run right. into shit. And I think that's really cool that he was able to officiate a game, especially with the visual impairment. Yeah, like I, I he's out here breaking barriers. And I wanted to hit him. Like you, you, you can't yeah. hit a disabled guy. That's not that's that's not right. I yeah, I don't I don't think that is right. And I'm glad we're able if there if there's one thing we can take away from tonight's podcast and cap, I highly doubt you 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 listen to a second of this, but if there's anything I want you to tell everybody, also it's you can't hit a blind guy. So or we're not a here disabled teaching lessons. guy, I should say. You can't hit a disabled guy. Or a disabled girl. We gotta... True. <laughs> do, do you think there's no way Cap's listening to this, right? Oh, there's zero chance. Like I yeah. there's a higher chance of Xavier playing on Sunday. <laughs> After the game's already been announced that it has been postponed. There's a higher chance of that happening than Cap listening. You know, usually anytime there's a scenario, I say there's a 50-50 chance regardless of what it is because either the answer is either yes or no. Like, there's a 50-50 chance that, that I don't know, like, um, there's a 50-50 chance the Reds play tomorrow. They either will or won't. Right. But there's a 0% chance that Cap's listening. There's absolutely no way. You're probably DM us. He'll, he'll DM us and he'll be like, hey, great podcast, fellas. Uh, I'll see you Thursday. Yeah, there's no way. He'll, he'll read he'll read the uh, topics we talked about and be like, yeah, you guys really hit the nail on the head with the with the Butler game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I want Cap to tweet at us that he is going to buy red season tickets. And that'll that'll tell us that he um, listened to this game, uh, listened to this podcast. Yeah, there's Red's no way in hell. Season tickets. Yeah, no, no way. Absolutely not. <laughs> but you know, I am looking forward to baseball season. You know, I love college basketball and all that. But the best part of the year, and I'm hoping everything will work out this year, but is when March Madness overlaps the beginning of baseball season. That's absolutely the best. It'll be like opening day. Then you have the Elite Eight or Final Four. It's just incredible. Have both sports at the same time. They used to have opening day and the national championship on the same day. So you get the Reds yeah. opening day at like 2 o'clock. Then that game ends around 5. Then 9 o'clock, you have the NCAA championship. It was such a beautiful – it was my favorite day ever because March Madness and opening day because that was the only day the Reds were relevant when I was growing up. Um, that right. you get the opening day parade and then you get one shining moment at night. What, what I remember better? 2011, I believe it was when the final four was Ohio state, Kentucky, Louisville, and I think Kansas. So 
there were three teams within a two-hour drive of Cincinnati. And it was obviously the final four and then red season starting. And I remember just going out to like B-dubs or something and them being absolutely packed because, I mean, three more or less local teams were playing. Then you have the red starting the season and you see people wearing like Kentucky shirts, Louisville shirts, OSU shirts, red shirts. You don't have a clue what's going on. You have a random guy wearing a, a Carson Palmer jersey. <laughs> like who, who knows? But I don't know. It's just it's a really cool time of the year. And, and like, especially this is such like a big baseball town. Like opening day is like a holiday here. And it's a kind of a shame we didn't get to go to the didn't get to have the parade this year. But hopefully we get to enjoy that. This 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 upcoming April because it is official they're starting April first so they're they figured it out they're gonna have a full season despite what the owners tried to pull. What were they suggesting a, a shortened season of sorts? What was the number? Like one forty something. Yeah, they... I think they just tried to start it like you know a couple weeks late, not not a huge amount, but you know fuck that. Like let's you, you we know how to play, we know how to get get through this COVID season. You just you just don't want to pay us for the full day. Yeah, if they can get through the 2020 season and shorten that and still have a relatively a high success rate, then they can definitely get through 2021 season. And plus, I think once vaccines are more available, I'm sure the players are going to get vaccinated, even though you can make the argument they shouldn't be among the first because they're professional athletes in incredible shape. Um, and you know, maybe if Corky Miller was still playing, maybe he'd be more high risk, but I, I think they'll be vaccinated. I think the players will be fine. I think they'll get in a full season. I think fans eventually will come. I think maybe a, a, in a smaller capacity to start the season, but I think by the end of the year, I mean, I think we'll really start to see full stadiums again, knock on wood. I, I would say by the end of baseball season, we're kind of back to normalcy. Like, uh, I think Nebraska is having um, full attendance in athletic events, which is big really? for me because when I go to um, Omaha in June for the Olympic trials, it'll be a hell of an experience. And hopefully I'll be back. I, most, of my, most of my family will be vaccinated by then, hopefully, and hopefully I won't be too far behind because um, I do get to um, – I'm not one of the last people as a coach at a K-12 through school – I will volunteer there. So I get to my, – my ranks move up a tiny bit. So hopefully I'll be vaccinated by June. That That's just pure luck. That works out really well. My my stepmom is uh, – she does, like, medical coding. And so she's technically a healthcare worker. Uh, so she's higher up on the list to get vaccinated, but she works from home. But it's still up on that list because technically – She's a healthcare worker, even though she doesn't have to leave the dining room. So, um, but you got to love it. So maybe right when your immunity wears off, you'll get that vaccination and you'll be good to go. So I'm, I'm, I'd be full, I'll be free reign since January. You know, I, I don't think the world's ready for a vaccinated Andy to be back out on the streets. Cause they've been, they've been safe the past cause I've been taking my precautions. I've been staying away from people. I've been doing everything I can to keep everybody else safe, but I don't like it. I'm not having fun. I hate right. when the the moment the world goes back to normal and I'm going to be crowd surfing. 
you're going to be at Dana's turning up. You're going to be at Stones with Pat. And hugging everybody. Centos, hugging, kissing, groping, who knows? Getting blind sticks, hitting them with it. Uh, I swear, if someone just gives me a blind stick now, that that would make my day. Because that one thing, I know they're listening and enjoying it. and But and I'm also... I deserve it. I deserve to be, oh, be yeah. made fun of for that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that 100%. Andy, I think it's time we dip into our mailbag. I have no segue for that. I've been trying to think of something as we go. <laughs> but let's just jump into it. We have a few questions here. And we're going to start with our friend, uh, Cranges McXavier Basketball. I, I say our friend. I assume he's our friend. Well, he, He's um, the goat of mailbag questions. It's like, I mean, almost right after it's posted. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's got a good one, um, too. Yeah, he does. And it's kind of something we uh, discussed a little bit earlier. Um, but it says, given Jason Carter's recent well-documented missing of the team bus, what Xavier player, past or present, is most likely to miss the team bus? And what is the reason they missed it? Ooh, um, that's a tough one. It is tough. I was thinking maybe Matt Stainbrook misses it because he uh, had a long distance Uber. He has his own ride. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't need to take the bus. So I would probably say the the most likely to miss the team bus would be. I would say J-Mart because he's such a low IQ guy anyway that he probably just forgot. He probably overslept. Got some beef, huh? I will never forgive that class. That, that, that recruiting class was so bad. I will never, ever forget it. That bad. <laughs> I, I was halfway expecting you to say that you had some internet beef with him or something like that, and you're blocked by – has any Xavier player past or present or possibly future blocked you? I am blocked by Najee Marshall. Okay, well uh, – yeah, The, the I reason I, I was too. blocked by Najee Marshall is because I tweeted at him saying I need money. Back when he no, was it, DMV, it, it, I never, I never like, shit-talked him or anything to the point where he blocked me. No, you just uh, – uh, I t- tweeted at me need I needed money when I thought he got hacked, and he never uh, never came through with that money. He never did. No, he never ever ever hooked me up. And he's got NBA money now. Yeah, like, it's, what, what, like I'm I'm a kid in a I'm a I'm a dude in a dump truck room. Don't you think I need money? Right. Help a guy out. Yeah. Although he's I do have thirty three dollars in podcast money. Yeah, but we have to think about how we're going to invest that. Like, it, it's not $33 to blow. We're trying to build an, an empire. We're trying to we're trying to get these stonks up. <laughs> then, then, then people will be investing in us. Buy stonks now. Yeah, maybe, you, maybe we could have people buy shares of Roll Blob Podcasts. We're going, all right, what, what would we be going at? Did we already discuss this? Yeah, I think 69 cents. Yeah, that seems a little high, though. That That's definitely high. Maybe we could start, like, a cryptocurrency, yeah, like 6. this Dogecoin. Maybe, maybe 
blob coin or something like that. I will get blob coin going. All right, Captain. Tweet <laughs> tweet blob us coin. blob coin, and we'll know you listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Blob coin, red season tickets. Either way, if you listen, I'm shocked. Maybe someone will listen, and, and then just him. DM Cap and be like, "Hey, just tweet this," and then he'll be like, "What?" Be like, <laughs> just, just do, do it. it. Don't ask questions. He does it. We'll be like, and then it'll fool us anyways. I'm like, "Hey, he listened. He actually listened. So happy. So happy. So if you're listening to this." Don't DM Cap. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> now let's go to our next question, and it comes from our, um, our what would you call it, co-blogger, <laughs> Old Man Larry. And, you know, I think perhaps Cap not being here is a result of Old Man Larry tweeting it into existence because in – I don't remember which group chat, chat it is, whether it's the Broken Anchor chat or on Twitter – he was saying that I need to talk more in the podcast. Old man Larry was. And his wish has been granted because now Cap is per sources under the weather. And that makes you the leader of the I podcast. I think that's still I think that's still your job because you have the dump trucks. That's a sign of superiority. <laughs> a sign of leadership and <laughs> and superiority. I have dump trucks on my wall. <laughs> And, I don't uh, have anything. I just have this cream-colored paint that every apartment comes with. Hey, your wall's too bland. Yeah, I've got one piece of art right there. Hey, but it's called oh, what is that? Ace? Is that an ace? Uh, yeah, it's the Ace of Hearts. Man, beautiful. I, that that's right up there. That's second to dump trucks. Oh yeah. So, but uh, anyways, old man Larry asked, "Why can't we have nice things?" Well, I assume that was in response to the fact that Nova got canceled today. And I think we can blame gingers for this. We can officially blame the gingers. The gingers. Okay. Okay. They they take so. the nice things away from us with their with their soulless existence. Until they get souls, we can't have nice things. You're talking about Kia Souls. Yes. Yes. You know, I've always wanted to sell Kias so I could say I sell souls for a living. <laughs> and then you always have to work for Kia. Well, yeah, that part would suck. But just saying like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I sell souls. <laughs> like, oh, okay, not talking to that guy anymore. Come home from All work. Right. Hey, honey, how was work? Oh, good. I sold three souls. <laughs> Say with a complete straight face, and then you know she leaves you, and and, and then yeah. no one ever, no one ever crosses your path again. And then you have to wake up every day still selling Kias. It just be, <laughs> be to, a disaster. Then you realize you have to sell like um, I mean sell other. I don't even know what other cars they have. I almost said a launcher, but that's Hyundai. I'm not a big yeah, car guy. I mean, not a big car guy. No, no more trucks. I, just dump truck guy. Big dump truck guy. And then he did have one other question, old man Larry did, uh, and this will wrap up our mailbag. And he says, what is everyone's favorite Super Bowl prop bet? Andy, I'll give you a minute to think about it. I doubt you have prop bets in front of you right now. But I did look at some of the prop bets out there, and 
My favorite one was which head coach will have visible nostrils first, <laughs> Andy Reid or Bruce Arians. And the reason that that's obviously a prop bet this year is because of the whole mask situation. And you'll see coaches pull down their mask every now, every now and then and expose their nose and everything. But I'm definitely going to take Andy Reid because he's been known to wear the face shield. Yes. And I, I hope with everything that he wears the face shield once again. And I hope it gets really foggy like it did at the beginning of the season. I think that was like the signature moment of the Chiefs entire season was Andy Reid's foggy face shield. So I think we're going to be able to see a lot of Andy Reid's nostrils, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, You know, I'm going to wake up on Sunday. You know, at least I get to look at Andy Reid's nostrils today. Man, what a time to be alive. Bruce Arians, I don't know. Uh, I did tweet out a picture after they won the – the conference championship he was wearing his mask upside down and it had the buccaneers logo and the super bowl logo on one side and it was completely upside down so i don't think he's a very uh mask savvy guy just based on that so possibly we will see his nostrils but i think we see andy's uh more often and before we see his it's like i I haven't watched the Bucks a whole lot this year, but every time they flash, it does seem like he does. Like it does seem like he has his mask on properly, whether it's on upside down or right um, or not. He does have his mouth and clo- his nose covered, so uh, it's it's at least doing its job. So I do agree that I think we I would take Andy Reid in that situation. Um, so I would say my favorite Super Bowl prop bet. I've always been a big fan of the what color is the Gatorade that mm-hmm. they, they pour on the coach. And I also love the good old coin toss, the 50-50. You have to bet tails. If you bet tails, you're just wrong. If, if, if you bet heads, you're just wrong. I love tails how emotionally tails. people get and they how nervous people get about a, about a coin toss. So Now, are you going to be betting on any of these prop bets? Is that is that your style? I'll, t- I'll take a look at them uh, just because I'll probably bet a little bit on the funny ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't, I won't put like, I won't put a ton of money on them. Like today I dropped a $50 bet on Joe Harris making three, um, three, three pointers. I won't do anything stupid like that on mm-hmm. you know, a coin flip or what color the Gatorade is or whose nostrils I'm going to see. Um, see, this is why we need inside sources that are like equipment managers or something. And they can tell us ahead of time what color the Gatorade is, and then we can put every last dime we have that it's going to be green Gatorade, and then there it is, green Gatorade, boom, we're rich. You know that is like that is honestly genius. I need we need to I need to start making friends with team managers or just like social media teams. We can figure it out. I mean, yeah. we we've got to know somebody that at least knows somebody that could help us out or i'll just start applying to them i'll start applying to every nfl team maybe we can interview one of the equipment managers on the roll blob podcast i'm sure they're not often invited to podcasts (laughs) and then you know we ask them about their job and we say what what color of gatorade are you taking the super bowl and then 
just very nonchalantly, and then that's all we need. Uh, you know what? And then we just gotta hope they win, or, or you get, or we get both managers. Well, yeah, we'll we'll do both. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very and very. Smart. Obviously, we're not. We won't air that part, but we'll know it. We won't even air their interview. We'll just. Yeah. <laughs> we just need the information. I won't even record the Zoom. Yeah, we'll just say, oh, we forgot. <laughs> we forgot to hit record. <laughs> my bad uh, <laughs> but thanks for your time though yeah yeah exactly <laughs> thanks for your time and knowledge yep don't even ask him a question about football just just the uh gatorade and that's three second interview that. just just the, just the gator all right and that that was yeah. that was chet from the Tampa Bay buccaneers management team yeah that's all we need to know um speaking of football andy we got some pretty exciting news earlier, and it is the return of a college football video game in some capacity, at least, from EA Sports. Uh, the first time since NCAA Football 14 that we'll have that. Um, obviously, the excitement was through the roof all over Twitter, uh, myself included. Then they send a follow-up tweet saying, we can't wait for it to be released in a couple of years. And then... In I started, you know, I started thinking about it. It said like two to three years. And, you know, I was really hyped for it. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Am I really going to be 27 years old by the time this game comes out, sitting there in a house playing a college football video game? You bet your ass I will be. Yeah, the answer is definitely 100% yes. But... (laughs) It, it, it is going to take a little bit, but Rome wasn't built in a night. It was probably built in two to three years. So I think some things are worth waiting for, and I think that's one of them. And especially when we've waited this long, what's two, what's two to three more years? Like, we know it's coming. I am, I, and so I think, am I. Now I am. <laughs> Good, nice. Way to be. I'm so proud. So here we, we put together a list of things that happened since July 9th, 2013, the last time we were given an NCAA football video game, which this one might not be NCAA. Right now it's EA Sports College Football until the NCAA gets their shit together and drops the NIL restrictions. But until then, but maybe maybe that'll happen within the next two to three years and we can get full rosters and Ian Book on the cover. Will he still be at Notre Dame in two to three years? Well, he'll probably be the offensive coordinator. After his NFL career flakes out in October. Yeah. <laughs> Good chance of it. All right. So in 23rd, so since July 9, 2013, last time we had an, a college football video game, Nelson Mandela was still alive. RIP to a legend. Just, that's not just the Mandela effect. This He actually really was like, alive. People could People could shake his hand and talk to him at the same time. Yeah, and, and he could talk back. And he could talk back. Well, he could probably talk about back now. You just need a Ouija board. But yeah. speaking of talking back, our guy LeBron, who talked back last night to courtside Karen, to courtside fake tit Karen, he was a, a member of the Miami Heat back then. That seems like that seems like lifetimes ago. That was two teams ago. Yeah. Two teams, two championships ago. Not even the same. <laughs> and Aaron Hernandez was not only alive, but found guilty of murder. 
that that's another thing that just seems like a lifetime ago Aaron Hernandez like I mean rest in peace but damn that seems like we haven't, I, we I haven't heard anything like... from him in in years I mean and we, there's there's obvious reasons why but like people don't even talk about it anymore it's like so far out of everybody's heads that you don't even hear about it anymore yeah like it, it had yeah. that much time to kind of fade out and right and, so, and he was even still being found guilty last time we had the had these games and really the the show, the, the big part for me is the fact that in that video game the bcs was still there we still had a bcs yeah. national championship not even a college football playoff where the computers decided the national championship game <laughs> yes the computers decided those two teams and, and I, I believe was, that year it was uh florida state and auburn i want to say it was yes yeah, you're James right winston yeah james winston versus uh game. um oh man it was it uh marshall i uh no, yeah no, he, was, he was, was later i think what uh, was it nick marshall oh it was nick marshall uh, I, I was thinking nick marshall yeah I think I I could be wrong. I don't know. I just remember Jameis Winston, the crab legs, and, and a national championship. Right, right. And we know that it was the um, – I think that was the year of the kick six. Uh, yeah, it was because, uh, yeah, Alabama went down and that pushed Auburn into the national championship game. And they were actually ranked number three, I want to say, um, heading into SEC championship week. And it was Ohio State who was ranked number two, and they were unbeaten. Urban Meyer hadn't lost at Ohio State yet. He went undefeated in 2012, undefeated in 2013, uh, but lost the Big Ten championship game to Michigan State. And that's how, by the grace of God, Auburn made it to the national championship game. It just so many things had to go their way. But, yeah, crazy, crazy end of the year. And that, like That was the year that um, week 13 uh, they had that – tip Hail Mary that um that fell to the receiver's hand um they had like that bomb touchdown that was complete like then they had to kick six the next week and then um Ohio State gifts them with a national championship appearance which they ended up losing but that was forever ago yeah that it it definitely was and 2013 was the year you graduated high school right Uh, that is yes so I was still a minor yeah. Crazy. Now Man, wild. I did go, not oh. have a high school diploma. Well, I, I did. I just graduated. So I was the, just starting so college. I, I think this was probably around the time, probably, when you yelled that you were going to hit the ref with his blind stick. Well, um, Timeline-wise, it was a little bit after because that happened in, like, January. This happened so in July. Probably, yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So that was 2013. In 2014, uh, quite a few things happened. I graduated high school that year. Um, that's when the Flint water crisis began in Flint, Michigan, uh, which I think is still ongoing. I don't know. But sounds like um, the first case of Ebola was reported in 2014, the first American case of Ebola, I should say. Um, and the new World Trade Center opened in 2014, which that seems like that was in the news forever ago. But that happened, and uh, Bill Cosby, a name that we haven't heard in ages, 
that's when it all started. Uh, at the beginning of 2014, Bill Cosby was an icon, a very well-respected man who had some type of position at Temple, um, an American athletic conference team, a former A-10 team. Former A-10, I was going to say a former A-10 foe. Uh, I don't want to get too off topic, but I used to hate Temple. They were too good. But yeah, they, anyways. They were always just a pain in our ass, them in Richmond. But yeah, Richmond. Speaking yeah, of pains in the but, ass. Where, where are you going with that one? Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, okay. Bill Cosby, yep. He, he He's probably a pain in the ass to someone, or he has a pain in his ass, but that's when the scandal started, 2014. And moving on to 2015, you had to throw this one in there. The college ball playoff era starts with Ohio State beating Oregon, our and resident Ohio State Oregon. fan. With a third-string quarterback, too. After Cardell beating Jones, the three, the... three Heisman finalists to get there, Melvin Gordon, Amari Cooper, and the winner, Marcus Mariota. It was unprecedented. It, it, it actually was a big deal. I can actually, I can actually still hear Gus Johnson be like, God, Dale Jones, God, yeah. Dale Jones. God bless Gus. I hope he's on the next video game. That'd be amazing. The world needs that. The world needs the college, the EA sports college football to be brought to you by Fox and have Gus Johnson getting, uh, announcing big noon kickoff. Be amazing. But also in 2015, David Letterman films his final show. Letterman is gone but what was gone first was ncaa football video games the golden state warriors win their first nba title in 40 years so this was before the dynasty even started that's how long it's been since we had a college football video game last time we were playing college football video games the golden state warriors were like the Cinderella story, like, oh, yeah, they're the lovable losers. Now everyone hates them. And now, everybody's tired of them winning so much. Before that, like, they were they were not even a playoff team last time we had a college football, play, college football video game. And then also, gay marriage was legalized nationwide. That seems like a lifetime ago. It does. And it, it's hard to even think just not that long ago that it was illegal anywhere. And, I mean, the last time we played college football video games, it was legal in probably, like, 10 states. If that, it was, like, yeah. New York and California, those are the big ones. Yeah, it's crazy that, first of all, that it wasn't legalized, like, way before that, but that that's happened just since the last time we played a NCAA <laughs> football game. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, like, and apparently to make all these big moves as a nation, all we need to do is lose a video game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's really what it was, because, I mean, think about it. If you're a lawmaker, you're going to have more time if there's not college football video games to play. Right, I mean, I don't you... know how many. It was just something different about Madden versus the college football game. I think it's the creating a school, creating a player. The recruiting stuff, all that, like the fact just, that they made adjustments to the game and they just different... put the same shit out there. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. It's fun being QB number five, <laughs> right? It's it's fun. It's fun having a little eight. bit of a grind. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> but I think yeah, just giving lawmakers more time is all 
really took. And uh, speaking of more time, Peyton Manning had more time after 2016 because in 2016, that's when he won Super Bowl 50 over Cam Newton in the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Broncos won, and then uh, Peyton Manning, after the game, was asked if he was going to retire. He said, I don't know. I'm going to go home and drink beer. And then he did retire. So Peyton Manning was uh, roughly three, two or three years away from retirement last time we played a college football video game. Then also uh, some significant championships happened in 2016. The Warriors, speaking of them, they blew a three to one lead that you might be familiar with. And LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, led by J.R. Smith, won uh, their first title. And still something that uh, lives on in Cleveland lore, always will. Um, one of the most meaningful things to ever happen to the state of Ohio Cavs winning a championship. Um, unfortunately, so, in that. The last time we had a college football video game, believe it or not, Cleveland did not have a championship. Yeah, that is true. And uh, Cleveland had a chance to have a second championship in 2016 uh, when the Indians were in the World Series against the Chicago Cubs, but the Indians actually blew a three to one lead and the Cubs broke their curse and won their first World Series in 108 years. Last time they had won it was in 1908. So, I mean, imagine the list that a Cubs podcast would have if they were naming <laughs> everything that happened in the last 108 years. The radio was invented. Was invented. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the light bulb was discovered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cars were made. <laughs> the and Great then, Depression. Uh, Speaking of Great Depression, that that's what a lot of America went into uh, in 2016 when uh, Trump won the election. <laughs> Moving, I couldn't pass up that segue. Moving on to 2017, what you got, Andy? Oh, um, we bring this name up again. Aaron Hernandez decides to end his own life um, to give his daughter um, all of his all the money he made from the Patriots. So. Um, Aaron, Aaron Hernandez finished out his jail sentence and his life sentence. Um, RIP. So Aaron, Aaron Hernandez committed suicide. The, the infamous McGregor versus Mayweather fight that everybody remembers that just turned into a hugging fest. Yeah. Huge disappointment. Oh, oh no, that was Pacquiao Mayweather. That was the hugging fest. Yeah, that was the hugging fest, but still McGregor and Mayweather still kind of disappointing. That was all that was the same night as the Notre Dame getting blown out by Miami. Notre Dame losing a big game. What? Couldn't be me. No, I never would have guessed. So I was so Andy got really shit faced. That's that's what happened in 2017. Oh, shocking. OJ Simpson got released from jail. The juice was loose the, again. Oh, the, the Simpson or, or the juice man? Uh, juice Williams. Okay. <laughs> Roseanne show was re rebooted, but then canceled after a couple of episodes after a racist tweet by Roseanne. You so. know, the, the, the thing about it is like, if you don't want something to not go your way because 
of a racist tweet, just don't put out a racist tweet. So that there's lesson number two. Lesson number one, don't hit a disabled person. Lesson number two, don't put out racist tweets if you don't want to be accused of putting out racist tweets. <laughs> are we now the Role Morals podca- podcast? I think we are. <laughs> we don't kink shame, but we do shame against bad morals. Yes, which include which include our but are not excluded to, um, hitting people, hitting blind people, and racist right. tweets. Exactly. And speaking of racist tweets, Trump met with Putin. <laughs> <laughs> that he did. Uh, the photos are still weird. They look photoshopped, but uh, apparently they're real. And then 2018 was a much better year. Um, when researching 2018 and significant events, I found two. Uh, number one, and most importantly, Xavier won the Big East. They won the Big East. They were Big East champions. Yeah. They had a, they have a banner to prove it. They had a sign to prove it, T-shirts to prove it. And then they were a one seed in the NCAA tournament. Despite not winning the Big East tournament. It's weird that that can even happen. <laughs> and I thought that was the greatest accomplishment in the, in the world. I think it is. But we don't have to talk about what actually happened in the NCAA tournament that year. In fact, I don't want to. But uh, another significant thing happened. Um, Travis Steele took over as the head coach of Xavier after the man who eats soup bean pizza left for a former American Athletic Conference program, Louisville. So wanted to kind of revive a uh, lost program, which is good. Someone's got to do it. And Travis Steele took over a, a much more um, a bigger job. I mean, he, he's the guy. Yeah, like Mac, Mac clearly was chasing the bag. They offered him more money, but Travis Steele took over the bigger program, the more prominent, like the one that was not in a mid-major recently. Right. Yeah, Louisville was in a mid-major way more recently than Xavier, like a yeah. year more recently. Exactly. That's significant. That is that is 365 days. That's a lot of days. Yeah, in mid-major years, that's that's probably closer to three years. So, like, we have established that Travis Steele took over the bigger job. Yeah. So, but we'll move on to the very next year. We won't talk about the um, 2019 Xavier season, but we will talk about the most boring Super Bowl that ever happened between Andrew Whitworth's Los Angeles Rams and Tom Brady's New England Patriots that ended with a final score of 13 to three. And I'm pretty sure there was a garbage time shut touchdown too. I think it was, it was, I remember being incredibly bored. I'm like, well, these commercials better be good because the game sucks. I remember watching that game, like, because we had just hired Zach Taylor and, yeah. um, <laughs> Like we're talking, all right, this guy's he's the passing game coordinator for the Rams. They've been passing the ball like crazy all year, and they put up three points. Yeah. <laughs> Which we do have more wins since then, though. True. Barely. That is true. And then also in 2019, Jay-Z becomes a billionaire. And you know, the crazy thing about Jay-Z, he got his start selling cocaine on the streets and he was probably our age selling coke like he wasn't an established rapper that was a household name yet 
we're here doing the po- Robob podcast, making money. By the time we're Jay-Z's age, I'm not saying we'll be billionaires, but I think we'll collectively be pretty close. Yeah, possibly multi-trillionaires. It's a 50-50 chance. At this rate. We either will or will not. It's a 50-50 <laughs> chance, and I like our chances. If it's one and two that we're going to be multi-trillionaires, then, yeah, I'm going to take that, take well, I'll that take bet. I'll take that bet any day. All we need to know is what color the Gatorade is. <laughs> so if anybody knows, please DM us. Yeah. Please. Speaking of billionaires, Donald Trump sets foot in North Korea in 2019. Another thing that looks photoshopped, him shaking the hand of Kim Jong-un. I mean, it's just weird. But Something I only thought happened. Dennis Rodman can do. I think Dennis Rodman could, can do pretty much anything. Uh, I, he, was, he and Kim Jong-un are friends. Yeah, yeah, it, it's weird. It's really weird. It makes what so do you much think, sense, though. I mean, at what point would you draw the line if you saw a headline about Dennis Rodman where you'd be like, okay, that's even weird for him? I mean, I don't I don't think there'd be anything shocking. Like, if Dennis Rodman did something just absolutely ridiculous, I don't think I would be like, Dennis Rodman did that? I'd like, say I don't it think ain't I'd so. Ever be shocked. Yeah. Like, if D- Dennis Rodman was like, it'd probably be more normal. Tiger King would have been normal if it was Dennis Rodman. Oh, yeah. That would have just been like, well, yeah, of course he has a tiger farm. Why wouldn't he? Of course he was trying to kill someone. Yeah. Like, this is just a normal Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> and also in 2019, Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein got arrested. And then it went downhill. Then 2020 happened, and uh, a lot of things happened in 2020. Um, World Blob Pod started in 2020. That is true. Um, so did COVID 19 and uh, a lot of political unrest. Um, speaking of downhill, we have 2020. Yeah, so everything went downhill, but but also in 2020, uh, um, Xavier broke a school record of threes that they did. That's huge, and Jason Carter. Missed the bus. That was still 2021. Oh, yeah. We are in Oh, well, yeah. It now wasn't we're January. on the 2021. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to... See, you guys just don't trust calendars. You can't. Time's you think the week starts concept. on Monday, and you think it's still 2020. Yeah, Look at a, I, invest I, in a calendar. I think, I think in 2021, and maybe the Biden administration can do something about this, I think maybe it's time that we readjust the weeks and the seasons. I think the weeks it'd make more sense if they started on Monday. And then the seasons, like I'm all for changing the start dates of the seasons. Like I hate the people when it's like the middle of June and it's like, geez, I love summer. And they're like, technically summer's not until July or June 20, whatever. It's like, it's like June up. 21st. And it's like, it, it's been 95 degrees in Kentucky since May, but we're not allowed to call it yeah. summer. Yeah. Summer should start, I would say on Memorial day and it should last until whenever the first college football game is. <laughs> and then that's the start. I, of fall. It, yeah. It can be a fluid thing. We just, whenever the first, FBS college football game is that's when fall starts like the second it's kicked off then fall lasts until I don't know the Saturday after Thanksgiving actually we'll say Ohio State Michigan once that game goes final that's it's winter 
and then Which winter lasts. Isn't it though? Uh, it, it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving typically. And then winter starts December twenty first, which is okay. stupid. So yeah, because like we're it's yeah. already snowing. Yeah, it's already cold as tits. Winter's got to start December first, and there's no reason why it shouldn't. Like, who cares about the solstices? You think think I go outside and look at the sky and I'm like, oh, it's the winter solstice. <laughs> I look at the calendar and say, oh, it's the winter solstice. Yeah, fuck the calendars. So. <laughs> We've got to reach out to Biden. We've got to get that changed. And maybe we'll go to the metric system, too. Because I'm tired of hearing maybe. about how two is a small number. <laughs> two? Two centimeters? Wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't that be a... Uh... Never mind. We'll figure it out when we get there. I think we have ourselves a podcast. A capitalist podcast. I, I think so, too. And uh, yeah, speaking of small numbers, I'm sure a small number of people listen to this in its entirety. But if you did, um, sorry, your life's kind of sucking right now. And this is all you had to do. I know I'm probably not going to listen. But uh, yeah, I think we uh, covered all the bases. Um, but who knows what we'll talk about Thursday, honestly. We'll have Cap back, but not really much going on. The Super Bowl is happening um we'll figure it out when we get there i think i think thursday we let cap pick every single topic and i, I think it'd be a good idea to um find, to create some prop bets yeah okay so, yeah we can we can rock with that we'll discuss some we'll discuss our own prop bets that we're definitely going to put a lot of money on yeah yeah i think so and uh, we'll discuss uh maybe by then we'll have blob coin uh, up and running so Stay tuned for that. Invest all your money. Just Venmo me or Andy, either one, and uh, we'll invest it. It's definitely you. not a scam. No, it, it's it's not a pyramid scheme. It's network marketing. Yes. It's that's, a that's multi-level marketing class. system. Yeah, exactly. And, we went with Najee Marshall. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to this entire in its entirety. That way we know you're not Cap because we know he's not doing that. But you are appreciated. Please give us a like and uh, rate and rate and review. That way we can um, put the algorithms in our favor, just like our fearless leader says so all the time. We'll, we're going to get through this shutdown together, no matter how long it takes. Roblox.